This is Fintech Unplugged with Suresh Bajani and me, Robert Cornish. So, Robert, how was your break? Oh yeah, no, no, it's good. I've been uh, been catching up on some old movies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what kind of Netflix binging? Exactly, exactly. I can't uh, imagine social you network, like, common TV, social network. That I could imagine you. Yeah. What do you think of that? Pool parties and stuff like that. It was, were I you surprised? It, it was just like a day in the life of you, to be honest. <laughs> or is it? Are you more Wolf of Wall Street? I think so. Yeah, I think mean, yeah. I'd I'd love to see if I could bowl you down there. A wolf down in sheep's clothing, but I'd, a sheep I mean, in wolf's clothing. I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, what did Social you think network, of that film? I thought it was really good. I mean, there was there's so much history for where it got to. And did you like the rowing bit? I thought the the the, the, the scenes in uh, in Henley were were amazing. Well, they had the the the, the Winklevoss The Winklevoss twins were like doing their whole rowing stuff. They were rowing for. Harvard, I think, against against Oxford or Cambridge. Are they those two? Re- they were the guys, like massive, like seven foot. Yeah, tall you, or you'd be, you'd be up to their navels if, <laughs> if you were on tippy toes. And uh, what did they do after that? I don't know. They they, they sort of went very quiet. But um, <clears throat> there was something about the Zodiac. I think there was, was some Zodiac stuff going on with them, wasn't it? The the, the Libra twins. No, uh, no, that's that's you and me. What are the twins? No, Gemini. Gemini. Yes. So what is Gemini thing? Do you know? Gemini, as far as I'm aware, is some sort of like a hedge fund for crypto that's been set you know up what? in I the think US. We should get someone in that actually that really understands, understands it. it. Yes. Knows, who who do we it? know? Have a look at your phone. Who do you know? Anybody? Gemini. No. Julian Sawyer. I, I thought, thought he was, was a, um, some was other a, bank or something. He was at Starling, wasn't he? I thought so, but it says Gemini down okay. here. Should we give him As a it, ring? Okay, give him a call. Hello, Julian. Is it is it true that you're 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 now working for the twins? I am. Oh wow! Uh, would you would you be happy to come down and do a, a, a podcast for for FinTech Unplugged? For the usual thing. Um. What? The, you you pay us? <laughs> In your dreams. <laughs> So, so we, we're, we're in our helicopter now, and I think we can we just drop it? Of course you can. Brilliant. Okay. He's here. Greetings. Met us at the helipad. Fantastic. So, Julian, it's great to see you. We were kind of going through phone books and, and saw that you're no longer at Starling. Mm. So what's happened since we last met? Well, I think we do need to point out that the last podcast I did was the uh, most li- li- listened to podcast in the world, I think. We, it, 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 for at least it, Fintech it, 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 bro- it broke into triple figures, I think, <laughs> um, nearly. I mean, yeah, it, my mum, my mum, your mum, my mum was at least 10 it, times. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, it is the, uh, it is the top uh, listened to Fintech Unplugged uh, Brilliant. recording. Yeah. So we need to try to beat that. We do. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll start plugging this and maybe get it across the social media. Boom, boom. I wonder if we'll get this in the US or wow. whether we'll get sued. Ah, uh, We no. could take it into the US. Is it, is it on? It's on it Spotify. It's on is Spotify. It? It's on iTunes. Wow. Um, so We're going to go global. Available. Let's go global. Okay. So, fantastic. So, tell us a bit about your transition from UK banker to, uh, yeah. to US entrepreneurial... Bitcoin blockchain thingy. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we have to explain a few things on that, on that one for you. Um, well, I was at Starling four and a half years as co-founder, built the future of banking in you the did. UK, and uh, it's going absolutely fantastic. Slam dunk. And not quite a <laughs> slam dunk, but it is going incredibly well and had an amazing time there. Then started talking to Gemini about the future of money and where we think money is going to go um, and thought this is a fantastic opportunity to 
you know, get involved in, in this. And one of the things that the guys in Gemini, which is a crypto exchange, so we don't need to go in all those other terms that you mentioned, but okay. as a crypto exchange, they are very dominated in the US and they wanted to um, go global. And Europe is the first part of that. Uh, so I am MD for Europe to launch Gemini into UK and Europe. So when you say it's a crypto exchange, mm. is it is it getting anywhere near the size of someone like a Binance, which is like one I of think the there's a lot of different ways you can measure exchanges, and there's a lot of um, uh, trades within trades that are happening. If we look at how we can measure exchanges, some of it is on volume, but some of it is on security and things like that. So there's a number well, of different ways. Kraken always comes top of the security uh, tables when they put that out, I see. I think uh, we've been number one. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you need to stop checking need... it on, on CFAX. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and for the listeners, CFAX is a 1970 uh, piece of Search new technology. Television. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, security and compliance is absolutely the heart of what we do. And so we are very bothered about doing things the right way rather than the quick way. And so that was something that really attracted me because when we started styling, it was about doing the right thing, doing banking the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do in the world of crypto. Wow. So Julian, I've got I've got two questions for you. I've got one that I think is um, I really want to know the answer to. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you that second. And the other one you don't want to know. And the the other one is 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 kind of like how did you go from you know proper regulated bank, you know belt and braces, to kind of cryptos always had the reputation of being the wild wild west. How do you go from one extreme to another? I think it's about the vision and the vision of the fa- that the founders at Gemini have got is that the world needs rules, the world needs structure, the crypto world is in desperate need for having regulation, security, compliance, etc. And so if you think of two ends of the spectrum, you've got the wild, wild west, and you've got the banking world. And what Gemini are doing and the people they're hiring, including myself, has come from the banking world and are putting the right controls, the right um, security, the right infrastructure and the right product set that customers want. Um, and that is where it becomes exciting. And this is this is the same as, you know, with the internet 20 years ago. It was wild, people didn't know, and rules started to occur, uh, and things started becoming very secure, very safe, and consumers then accelerated and pivoted from that with the different use cases. So we are seeing this as the long game. We're seeing this as an investment, as a business, but also in the products that are going to come out. And we are... You know, I don't want to say that good old catchphrase of we're only 1% through the fintech re- revolution that other players have been talking about, but this is the beginning. This is not at the end. And so there's a lot of different use cases that are out there that need to be developed and being being an exchange facilitates that. So if there's one thing that Gemini is different from anybody else, what would that be? Our security and compliance. Right. That and, is number one. And is there any coincidence between the fact that MLD5 implemented by the 2019 money laundering regulations in the UK come into force on the 10th of January this year and apply to crypto exchanges and you coming on board and having a massive knowledge of UK banking compliance, (laughs) which is what they have to do. We welcome that. We welcome this regulation. We think that the industry needs that. I think if you look at what a lot of people have predicted the beginning of this year, the beginning of this decade, people are saying that crypto will become more and more regulated and some exchanges will not 
continue and other ones will thrive and we are going to be one of those. What, what was your second part of your question then? The, so the, no, well, was, it, was it a it was, coincidence? It was your, it was you're, your, you're coming in at the same yeah. time as the UK has brought in the fifth money laundering directive through the 2019 mm-hmm. um, money yeah. laundering regulations. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it just seems that that's bringing the whole of uh, KYC AML compliance into the crypto field. Yeah. And actually putting some additional pieces in that were never never there in the in the physical money world because they couldn't apply. So there's a lot of stuff on source of funds and the way in which you mm-hmm. use things like chain analysis to go go back and check things weren't on the dark web and things like that. That is normal for the banking world, mm-hmm. but has never really been there mm-hmm. in the crypto world because the crypto world was created out of this anarchy, which is uh, anonym, anonymity uh, and things like that. And what's happening is the Europeans are, are bringing in mm-hmm. the Fifth Money Laundering Directive to, to encompass that alongside mm-hmm. all the other things that they'd already brought in, like uh, gambling sites and things yeah. like that. But bringing in crypto into this is, is quite a difficult one to actually comply with. I think there was a question, question at some point in that, in that well, statement, I was, I was but, but I, will, I will try and answer something on that. I think it isn't a, co- a coincidence because what, they, um, what Gemini are trying to do is look at this from a banking perspective. And so regulation is what we do, compliance is what we do, security is what we do. So when they were looking for the role of MD for Europe, they would not have gone for someone out of the pure crypto world. They would not have gone for people who didn't understand banking and compliance and doing things the right way and doing things in the regulated right way. And that becomes super important to our philosophy. So that may mean that we're not the fastest in the market in terms of new products or features, etc. But we will always be the most secure and, and the best product. So, Robert, you never let me finish my second you question. You were going to have a second which one, which was the, the one you, wanted. you really wanted which the really answer wanted to. to know. So when you met with the Winkle Voss, right? That's correct, isn't it? Yes. The twins. I mean, and yep. you know, I, everyone's tall for me, but these guys are kind of 10 foot tall, right? Yep. Um, what was it like meeting them? What are they like people? Did they kind of get you in a headlock and force you to join? Or was it much more over alcohol? Well, we had to go on a boat. We had to do do some rowing. So the first thing that we have to do is go on, on some water and row. Oh, wow. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, we get out we in get, a minute. We'll, 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 we'll go on. We'll a, just go, go out on, on the Thames. After this interview, we're going to yeah. all go out uh, on uh, what, the, what's the that thing that goes around, uh, around yeah, the New York? Five. No, oh, around uh, New York, yeah, Hudson, uh, Hudson Hudson River. We yeah. we go on the Hudson River and do yeah. a rowing. Isn't that a bit choppy? <laughs> is it? I, I, I imagine it is for rowing. He wants <laughs> to land a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guys are great. They are incredibly passionate about what they're doing. They're incredibly visionary and are driving that vision and believe absolutely in what they are doing and what we are doing. And what is really good um, is that, and I have to be careful here as, um, as they're my boss but so the key thing is not to get fired as you answer this question that's right, that's right. Yeah. they perhaps don't know all the answers but are very very comfortable that they've got the team that do know the answers and are therefore very collegiate and embracing of ideas and just go and do things do things the right way but do things um, and I think that becomes really really interesting so you know there's 250 people in the states 
uh, at Gemini. So it's getting to that point where, you know, it's pivoting, it's growing, um, and we've got to drive not just from, you know, the CEO or the president, etc., but from a wider management team, which we've got in place, and doing some really exciting stuff. I would say also that as the uh, sort of the token Brit, when I've been out in, in, in their offices in New York, it has been such a exciting time but also they are genuinely excited and interested about what we're doing in Europe and I think that is really really strong because it's very easy for you know the American market is what 300 million people there's still an awful lot of development to do there within the crypto space within what we're trying to do within Gemini and for them to go and actually there's another market in Europe which is equally as exciting in different ways different challenges Um, and we would evolve the European business obviously completely aligned but we may evolve it in a different priorities and different ways to fit the market and so all of my new colleagues have been really really excited but engaged with what we're doing in Europe. And have you handpicked the colleagues or were they given to you? As it, was, there, was there a team already here starting it or were you allowed to go out and choose? So there is a product person who has been in Gemini for the last two to three years and he's been seconded into the UK and then we're building up our team so there'll be another appointment in a couple of weeks time but it will be a team which is a combination of European and US. And are you looking to launch this year or I thought you were going to ask for a job then. Are you looking for a a lawyer in a bright shirt? I do have to say say for the uh, listeners, um, that is absolutely a shirt for a radio. (laughs) That's TV. That's just... (laughs) I think Jeff has taken a picture, so we should uh, put that out there just to... uh, the pain we're going through this morning. Um, so you see, you didn't you want don't to have a hangover near you again. <laughs> what do you mean again? <laughs> the slur um, of my character. Last I was time say, on the stage that you said it when you got to the US, and they're really eager to listen and they yep. want to learn. Like Robert says the same thing when he goes to America. But what I say to him is just, it's just the accent. Yes. Yeah. They like the accent, don't they? The funniest story is um, the guy who who was seconded over to the UK has been over for a few months, and in the US he used to go to Pret. For his lunch that's where he always used to go and when he said right he's going to get um, seconded all his US colleagues said well what are you going to do no, <laughs> no one had realized that Pret was a British company that had just no. taken over New York and of course wow. in New York it's like every block has now got a Pret a manger um, so yes this is part of the, ed- the 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 education that we're going, going through here that was in his employment contract those are, yes <laughs> I, need, I need to be a hundred meters from, from, a, nearest from, Pret. from a Pret yes <laughs> and where are your offices in London Num- number one poultry and bank Oh, nice. Yes. So yeah. very near here. Very near here and, you know, absolutely within the, the banking world, which is where we want to be. So Robert's actually uh, got... Um, I've got the bin of confusion here. Which and, you must uh, remember from last time. Yes, so, I do. That, so was, a, that let, was a joy. But last time, obviously, it was questions that the audience had put in there, which does give it a bit more spontaneity. These are questions that our viewers have sent in, all five of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got six questions. Oh, six questions must be six for you. Okay, so first an obvious question is: Have you ever bought anything with cryptocurrencies? Um, I have not, and as an ex- an employee of an exchange, I'm restricted about what I can do with crypto. Are you allowed to have a wallet? I am allowed to have a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that died. Okay. Well, it was it was what's called a closed question, and the closed question is a yes or no answer. Ah. So, um, 
Have you been on in, in, in interview training? No, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Had to open an interview. Well, I think we should have a rule. Anybody's media trained, we shouldn't get them. We in. should get them in. Definitely like, are. It's like, like. So the, the twins have said that Wall Street is asleep at the wheel regarding crypto. Is that true, or is it more about the establishment avoiding change to the status quo? Okay, I don't recognise that that quote, but I think this is new technology, and new technology challenges uh, commercial opportunities. It, it challenges the regulators to understand what and how to manage this. I think it also challenges the established organisations to go: Is this a fad? Is this something we want to do? Is this not what we want to do? I think what we are seeing now this year and going is a lot more people getting a lot more engaged in crypto um we did an announcement in december with state street so they spent the last two years working out what they want to do who they want to partner with and that is one of the most traditional huge huge organization not sure how many trillions they've got under management and they have chosen us to do that so their clients are starting to talk to i want to do things in crypto how do you do that so what I think you've got is you have got a really interesting ecosystem. You've got some new players who are champing at the bit and trying to push the um, the opportunities. You've got the regulators who are understanding and are getting clearer on their requirements, as, as, as you've mentioned already. And then you've got the established players who are now looking at this going, yeah, this is kind of... This is where it's going to go. We don't know where it's going to land or we're going to end, but we know we need to start um, being in that in that in that space. And I would go back. I mean, you remember this, um, but you go back forty years ago and you look at when credit you cards. You pointed at Robert. I did. Point <laughs> at, I but you look at credit cards and debit cards. They were the dirty side of retail banking, oh, which is why in the UK, all not all, most credit card companies outside the M25. My because... career started at Diners Club and uh, yeah, it was seen as the dirty part of Citibank at the time. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can make money off of these pieces of plastic. But over time, you know, not only new players but established players worked that they could do something incredibly uh, interesting and very good for consumers. And then the established players came in and you look at Visa and they're what, one of the top 10 most valued companies in the world at the moment. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to o- ask a closed question. No, okay. closed or open? What? I want open. You, open. You, I keep asking you closed ask, ones. You ask a question. So I'm going to make my own one up because okay. I'm fed up with the ones on this. <laughs> I, we've got to make sure whoever vets these questions coming in, we don't do closed questions anymore. So the Binkfoss twins have called their company Gemini. Yep. The Facebook guys came up with Libra. How many more... Zodiac signs are going to come into the world of crypto going forward, and what do you think is the relevance of it? Probably ten, because there's twelve zodiac signs, aren't there? So we've used two, so there'll be ten left, I think. So you don't do maths either. <laughs> <laughs> Just that I point that out to you. <laughs> He's a difficult person to interview, isn't he? You, you can't really—it's too much media training. <laughs> Come on, why the fascination with the Zodiac? If you look at, uh, or if you ever get invited to the Gemini office office in the US. Which I'm sure we will Which which you absolutely will. um, It's all about space. As in the moon? As in the moon. And if you look at what the Gemini program, which was the one before Apollo. So Apollo was about getting man on the moon. Gemini was about getting the bridge between Earth and the moon. 
So the Gemini program was a lot about testing lots of different things. So how do you take a man round the round Earth for the number of days that we need to get to the moon? How do we dock two um, spaceships together, etc., etc.? There's a whole range of things like that. Oh wow! And what? So the, there's nothing to do with the twins. Well, I'm guessing well, it could they could be, yeah. no, it's in there be as well. There's, okay. a, there's a link there. There there's are three. There are three reasons. Okay. There are two official reasons, and I'll add you a, an exclusive third one for you. Exclusive. Um, you heard this first on fintech unplugged. So you you will see uh, an awful lot of the rooms are the meeting rooms are all about space. There's an astronaut um, model that's in there. There's a lot of the um, graphics etc. Within our presentations are all about the space. And the reason why is Gemini was the bridge to the moon, was getting everything in place to get to the moon. What we see is this is the bridge for money. And we need the to get from the traditional use of money to the new world of money, and that's Gemini. The other exclusive is the telephone link between the UK and the US. The first underground, underwater telephone link was called Gemini. And would you know that from your background? In I, because I googled it <laughs> on Gemini, and it was like, oh, okay. So that is the, the link. That is why we're in the UK. Telegram. Yeah. You so, remember the, um, the, those days? The uh, dot 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 dash dash dash. One? That, that would be Morse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so 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 then 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 were they upset that uh, Facebook used the word Libra for their coin? I haven't asked them. I think we should on our next. Are they still F-tech. buddies? Are they are, are they still what? buddies with Zuckerberg? Mr. Zuckerberg. I don't know. I okay. didn't ask that one either. I haven't asked that one. You've got to ask more open questions. You've got to do more. Yes. Yeah, that so, was a yes and no answer again. So we've got one here. I'll, I'll ask this. So, so Julian, you must have had lots of ideas and opportunities since leaving Starling, including starting your own. You, you must have had a few kind of ideas, maybe starting your own company. What were your you know, what were some of the options you had available? Yeah, I mean, I think the world of fintech, which you know I'm very passionate about, is got an amazing opportunity to do lots of things for customers. The UK is in a very unique position in Europe, but also in the world, I think, in terms of uh, not only the fintech community in terms of people in the industry like we are, but also consumers who are open to technology, financial services, etc. So we are in an absolutely uh, the right place. And what I wanted to do was do something amazing. My three criteria as I was going through the process of well, what do I do was I want to work with a great team. Okay, I did that at Starling. I want to find people that I really genuinely like and want to do something amazing. I want a big goal and launching a crypto exchange in Europe is an amazing opportunity. And the third one is a product that I believe in. And there was lots of fintech products. You go, yeah, kind of interesting, but is it going to change the world? And I think I've been privileged and honoured that I've worked at Starling, which is doing that, and so is Gemini. So for me, it was a... Um, it was Kind of new frontiers. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Ooh. That's a tough one. Well, you may or may not want to answer. Did you uh, get a Christmas card from Anne? Uh, no, I didn't. No, but I did get a very nice note from her on the day that I joined uh, Gemini. Oh, nice! So, um, yeah, it was very, very nice. When we uh, when we look at this this whole world of crypto, mm-hmm. um, we've seen a sea change in the in the last few years, and it has been brought about a lot by our friends at Facebook, Zuckerberg, and his whole push with the Libra project mm-hmm. that they've come out with. Now, that has been slammed by regulators, it's been slammed by governments, by central banks, they think it's going to take away their sovereignty. 
But out of that has come a whole push around the world on stable coins. We've seen a lot of central bank issued stable coin projects coming mm-hmm. out of it, places like Sweden, places like Russia, places like China. And that recently mm-hmm. there was even a rumor that the, the US was potentially looking at, at this because they didn't want China to get a, a lead on them. And who knows what's going on behind the scenes over there. This whole push towards stable coins as the future of, we call it uh, value rather than money. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that and what role do you think uh, Gemini could play in that? Um, I think stablecoins is really interesting. We have our own stablecoin, the Gemini dollar. I think the use cases for stablecoin are only just beginning to surface. Um, and so what I think as an industry we need to have is that infrastructure to enable fiat to stablecoin and vice versa. And only then, with the right technology and the right security and everything else, only then can entrepreneurs and visionaries uh, and just get some fantastic ideas and work out what stablecoins are going to be used for. The use cases at the moment are relatively limited. I think when you look at cross-border, you look at remittance, you look at unbanked, um, you look at uh, particularly where you've got uh, uh, markets with high interchange, and you just go, is there a better way of doing all of these things? Mm-hmm. Um, that is where it becomes, I think, incredibly exciting, and it has not yet landed where it's going to be. So what our view is, is we want to create the infrastructure to enable other people to work out what the right way is for this product. And, and clearly, one, one, so one of the concerns that central banks have is it takes away the sovereignty of a country because if you are pumping in a, a stable coin based on a basket of currencies or based on mm-hmm. a basket of commodities or based on the US dollar, a particular currency, what it does is gives another means of uh, value for, 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 for transactions to take place in a country where the central bank doesn't actually have a role. And so you're basically taking away some of the benefits that the central bank has of, of managing its economy because you're you're pumping in and out of these stable coins which effectively uh, have got no control over them by the central bank and what we see is in some countries so most recently in Iran where they're having a lot of issues with the US at the moment that um, you've seen the Bitcoin price go up to twenty four thousand dollars over there because people are using it as a means of of exchange mm-hmm. in the country where their own currency is having a devaluation problems and mm-hmm. people are not trusting it. So people are paying a massive premium. And this has happened in other countries mm-hmm. in South America and mm-hmm. that in the past. Yep. Stablecoin should give you a benefit without having this hyperinflation on the price of, of the coins. It could actually help out in countries where mm-hmm. there are issues in the stability of the governments. Yep. So what we have is a great piece of technology where we can put it through an exchange, where we have got the stable component, i.e. there is a US dollar sitting in a US bank, um, and the assurance of that. The use cases for that, I think, are really interesting. And I think what we think of ourselves is more of that infrastructural component, that enabler for other people to be thinking about what and how they do things. So for instance, we have a partnership with a company called Flexa, and they would enable you to go to a point of sale and buy goods and services 
but using your stablecoin, your Gemini dollar. Yes. Okay. Now that is 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 very very good in our high interchange market, and perhaps in the UK that is um, a, a, a more of a challenging mm. business case to 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 work. But if you can do that through the acquiring networks, if you can do that through the point of sale and the gift card networks, etc., then you are bypassing that uh, interchange uh, cost. Um, and that becomes a really interesting use case. If you look at this from a, um, a high value goods perspective, um, if you look at this from a cross-border, from an FX, from a remittance processing, B2B payments, there's some real deficiencies in the market at the moment, whether that is cost or speed to make those, those type of payments. Crypto as a general, but uh, stablecoin in particular, has a huge ability to solve some of those problems for consumers. And what we've got to do is not say we're just going to replace a, a Visa card with a crypto card because actually for consumers, Visa or MasterCard works. It does exactly what they want it to do. It makes the payments in a safe, secure way and it's universally accepted. Um, what we as an industry need to do is work what those real opportunities are that makes it uh, compelling to consumers and businesses to use. And, and I think that <clears throat> that is, in a way, where, where Libra was coming from, because if you've got that many users of Facebook that can take up and use the, the, the Libra product mm-hmm. as, a, as a means of payment, mm-hmm. uh, even between themselves, suddenly you've got a, a number of users the size of a large country out there with the product in their hand, and you get that scalability, which has been the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- traditionally, the, the first stable coins out there, like Tether, were really just used by exchanges that didn't want to go into fiat, and they gave people an, an ability to go in and out of crypto mm-hmm. and pull out if it was too volatile and basically credit back into dollars yeah. until they were ready to go back in without actually having to deal with an exchange that had to pull it back to fiat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the new case for stable coins on basically uh, facilitating international transfers of funds and taking away the the, the issues that you have with some currencies, uh, because there are issues with being able to move currencies in and out of the country, yep. there are issues with exchange rates going mm-hmm. up and down. It, it can be a solution, and right. I think I think that that is where you're you're saying mm-hmm. it's going. And if we're going forward in this world where everything is a transfer of value, and we all have a net worth that is denominated in some means or other, mm-hmm. uh, I think that is where the future is going. Where we can basically walk into like the, the Amazon shop and walk out again mm-hmm. and our value decreases by yep. whatever we've taken off the shelf. Yep. Have you been into one of those Amazon goes? I would love to. I There's one beside there. our office in, in New York and it is absolutely bizarre how you do. You just walk in, there's barriers, you scan your your, your, yeah. I, your uh, uh, QR code and then you just pick things off and walk, walk out. out. Yeah. I think that is the future. It is yeah. just kind of counterintuitive with what we've been learned. But those are, you know, these things are the future and we need to embrace a lot of these opportunities that are out there so as far as gemini is concerned as in terms of as a exchange how many cryptos do you manage uh five and i'm assuming that you're very selective about who comes on board yeah absolutely um i mean there's what 1600 at least. At least, and probably growing by so if me and Robert several... want to launch an ICO to join, what, yeah. what would be our process? 
Um, I would need to go to my uh, security and compliance colleagues to so go what through what that process. You, you haven't got a chance okay. now because um, <laughs> I mean, FU coin is. I think it's got a great future. <laughs> uh, we work with the Department of Financial Services in the US. Everything we do goes through them. Uh, we are very selective and very robust in what we do. There are other exchanges that have uh, an awful lot of other. Um, and what are the currencies? Five? What are the five? So uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Lite, Bitcoin Cash, Zcash, and Ethereum. Not even Ripple. No. Which isn't real coin anyway. Ripple is a company, not a cryptocurrency. It is, Robert, but, but XRP is. Yeah, currency. Well done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but they own ninety percent of it. I was just so thinking, I haven't had a go with him for at least all five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped opening closed questions and all this just... stuff, and now, now he's just diving in there with Ripple isn't the currency. Oh yeah, well, okay. But and the viewers would know be it better. Do you think there'll be in time? You like uh, more? Or? Yes, yes, yeah. w- yes. We will, but it is There's not. A it's not a, a race to how many. The ones that we are trading are the ones that are very liquid, uh, that are very secure, that are robust, that are stable, etc. We are not going to go for those that are unstable. And, and in terms of. Um, countries that Gemini service offices mm-hmm. end customers mm-hmm. what countries so it's been US centric uh, the decision was made very clearly to be in New York um, for lots of reasons but the regulator is you know absolutely critical uh, we have offices in Chicago and Portland Oregon um, and so London is the first non-US office wow. um, and so this is the first time that we're talking about going outside the US, different time zones, different language even. So we are London-based, but over uh, the whole of Europe. So could I I could have opened a Gemini account? You can, but you'd be a US customer, and you would have to fund your Gemini account with US dollars at the right. moment. And obviously, we're going to change that with GBP and right. uh, Euros in due course. Um, what was interesting on my, um, my uh, offer letter... Um, it said uh, head of UK and Europe, and I was thinking UK is in Europe. It's just left the European Union, and I was thinking this is getting a little bit confused about what is Europe and what is the European Union and what is the UK. But I am MD of Europe, okay. which includes the United Kingdom <laughs> and all countries within the uh, uh, continent of Europe. Well, that's good to know. It's good to know. Well, so is. you are going to be opening up Euro accounts as well as GBP Absolutely. accounts. Yes. And who will you be banking with? Who do we bank with? Who will you be banking with in the UK? No, no, Gemini. Because it's not easy to get an account for crypto. It's not. We're not we are not in a position to to share that. I thought you were asking about who do I bank with, which obviously we know the answer to that. Yes. Which is Starling. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, <laughs> Starling don't allow crypto. It does not allow crypto. But Yet, we, maybe. Yeah. Change in the future. Maybe that's I, I, the big, think, big big news that he's hiding. I think all banks and risk committees uh, are and will be continuing to look at crypto. And what do we mean by crypto? It's a very wide topic, as Robert has indicated already. I am sure that other banks will start to understand what it is and who are the players they want to work with and who are the players they perhaps don't want to work with. So if Starling was ever going to do crypto, Mm -hmm. Gemini should be the one. I would always welcome a conversation with Starling (laughs) if they want to do anything in crypto. Uh, likewise, happy to talk to any other bank. That's a very politically correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's sure had so much BBC <laughs> interview training, this guy. 
Did they were they really strict to the media training in the US? Do say this, don't say this. No, 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 no it's all. And and I think the thing is that obviously because I know you guys, but the fintech community in UK and I think in Europe is a little relaxed. Um, I'm not saying it's more or less so, but it is a more of a community where we know a lot of the, the players and a lot of the people, and um, you know, therefore it's, it's about. So the Gemini office in New York was it suits and ties? Well, when I went for my interview, I was all suited and booted, and very, very soon I realised I had to take off the uh, the tie, the cufflinks, and the socks, and then the socks. <laughs> <laughs> I put put the uh, flip flops on. Flip flops. Um, yeah. No, it is very much a we're here to do the job, not what we look like, which is good. Which is exactly what we quite refreshing for US. Yeah, and yeah. and particularly in sort of New York as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very very relaxed. I think I'm probably still one of the more overdressed there. But it's uh, yeah. It's a so very they would welcome my shirts. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a limit. I don't. I don't. I don't think border control would even welcome your shirts. <laughs> I think you need a separate passport just, <laughs> just for that. <laughs> So, Robert, do you have anything else that you've got there? I think we're 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 we're, we're close to to time on this one, but um, there is there's one more question in here. Um, should all non-regulated stroke non-KYC cryptocurrencies be made illegal to own, trade, or pass on, so removing significant AML and criminal risks from the global financial system? Well, obviously, they haven't read the Fifth Money Laundering Directive or how it's been interpreted in the UK uh, because they are, um, if they're running them in that way. That sounds but like a David Parker question. It, it, yeah, I think he's probably written this one. Um, he, he probably had his own answer for it and was trying to trick uh, Julian. But Julian, have a go at answering the Parker question. So I think you've got to split that question up into a number of different components. So we absolutely believe that every customer should be AML and KYC'd. Um, and that should be at bank grade. If someone is doing crypto without AML and KYC and the right compliance rules, then absolutely that should not uh, be occurring. Um, in terms of, I think we need to have... Anonymous coins, I think, was the second Yeah, half and that, I think, it? you know, there are pros and cons for the use case. And obviously Zcash has got some shielding components within that. But if it is just completely without any customer information in the blockchain, then I think that doesn't bode well for what we're trying to achieve because you've got to ask why. Why does someone not want to make their information um, available in a product that has got a reputation of being something which um, people do bad things with? So our view and my view is we have to absolutely do AML and KYC at bank grade. We have to be tracking and monitoring uh, transactions as a bank does, and do transaction monitoring and fraud monitoring, etc. And I think the market, and I think consumers, and I think businesses and financial institutions will navigate to the people that have trust. And if we are one of those people where the various stakeholders, as I've just mentioned, have trust, then people will come to the exchange that has the trust. And we need to make sure that people are educated and informed um, and they will make a decision about what they want to do. But does, to does this mean cash will always have to exist? I think... Because cash fits all those criteria, as we know. Cash is the total, untraceable, un, mm-hmm. uh, anonymous, anonymous product. Yeah. And and yet, 
when anyone tries to do it anywhere else, it's it's seen as like, oh, this is for the... But people at the moment still use cash because it's, it works and it's easy and they don't have to think about it. They're not thinking, oh, I need to do a commit cr- criminal activity. I want to buy my Starbucks coffee and I, I, I just get out my coins. But how, how few times do we see coins in, in circulation these days? So I think, you know, we've all been on conferences and panels and people have predicted the end of cash and the end of card, etc. Cash is going to be around for a long time. What we're having is another alternative, a technology alternative, um, which will provide other opportunities um, that we think are better than some of the existing um, ways of making payments, whether that's cash or electronic money. And we just think this is just one of um, multiple ways of doing things. I think there is a, a real challenge in and the UK and also in a lot of European countries where the big city is the one that everybody thinks is that's how money is and yes in London we're very fortunate that we probably don't use our ATMs that much because we don't need to use cash because we can just do everything um, on card or contactless or whatever and I think outside of those is a place where you do use a lot more cash or cash. I think we're, we're in a bit of a, a bubble. bubble in yes. London. Yeah. It's not, not like the rest and of the And I think that is an opportunity, you know. Take when, London cashless. When contactless was introduced in TFL, that transformed the use of contactless to the mass market. So we have the opportunity with crypto of finding opportunities within the fintech London bubble, if you like, that will then start getting into the mass market. And that becomes interesting. And that's why... We, Gemini, have selected London because of the financial services, the regulator, plus also the fintech community. But to flip it the other way, by moving everything cashless, are we suddenly in a big brother society where everyone knows what's going on? Which, which again, was one of the lashbacks against the Libra coin, because the belief was that Facebook wanted to nick all that financial data to, to create an even better picture of people. So not only do they know what they're doing on their social media, they also know how they're spending their money off social media as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can go back to when, in the old days, we used to write a, a letter to someone and we did it on a typewriter. And as long as you didn't put any carbon paper, no one else had a copy. And then we went to emails. Yeah, OK, Google are reading that because that's their job is to advertise and to make money through through that. But Big Brother are not looking at every single thing that's going across. And if you think about the amount of data and the growth of data that is happening then I think that's almost the wrong argument with respect. It's because this is the future. The future is things going electronic. And yes, there will be more oversight needed and the regulator is going to need to look at um, both from a authorization perspective, but also from an ongoing transaction perspective. And they, they and us uh, and the industry are going to have to learn a lot of things. Um, and I don't think we should feel that this is the wrong direction this is the direction of travel it's a question of we as an industry need to help and enable new use cases to come out and certainly you see in sort of the new generations coming through now that there is a total different view on privacy than we had in our generation we were like everything's going to be private you must know and everything's published now and yes. there's social media yes. so do you, do you think that that will push its way through into currency and spend yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it has to be the use case that makes a difference. So I go back into the consumer world because I think we all recognise and understand it, but Visa and MasterCard work for consumers. Mm. 
So I can make my payments, I can do contactless, it is really quick. I don't need my MasterCard to be authorized any quicker than it than it is. It does, does it? So if you're going to replace that technology with something else, it has got to be better. And what is that? Probably time is not the essence. Probably price is not the essence. So what what is that? But they want instant payments. And at the moment, blockchain is a bit slow. Certainly the Bitcoin one where you have to like wait for technically one hour before an exchange will mm -hmm. confirm a transaction. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to do that trying to get onto London Underground, are you? Yeah, but so this goes, this is exactly the point that what is the use case for the different types of technology. So yes, some of the other cryptocurrencies have different um, uh, times to complete, yeah. etc. But if I want to send some money to um, Australia, how long is that going to take? How long yeah. does Swift You don't take? care if it takes an hour. Yeah, an hour is really good and if it is you know a few cents uh and it gets there in an hour that You're is happy. amazing okay so it's about the use case so yes if you want to go on on the underground in london that probably isn't the right answer um because we have something that is actually really good already um the question is where are those use cases where this technology can can be applied so, so julian when you talk about user cases and and i've use, heard this use, use cases use cases use cases i've heard so many so-called kind of crypto experts say things like um you know crypto is anonymous it's untraceable and as a result you know we talk about use cases and 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 often criminals use crypto in the dark web and all of these things thinking it's untraceable so w why do you think so many so-called experts including many regulators tend to think crypto is a bad thing because it's not traceable when actually it is i think it's exactly the same that you say the internet's bad because there are some sites on there which you don't like you don't believe in uh, and they're doing things that you don't want to be involved in. And again, 20 years ago, etc., you know, wasn't it all about porn or whatever? Now, it has revolutionised business in terms of, obviously, retail, but um, uh, media, all kinds of things, where it has transformed lots of very traditional organisations. Um, so one of the roles I think I've got to do here, um, and certainly... Um, the guys in New York are the same, which is this is part of an education. And it's not an education about Gemini. This is an education about crypto. And I think the, the challenge we've got is crypto is a is a big term that lots of things can fall into. And I think um, what we need to do, Gemini, but also the industry, is start to educate people and start to have the conversations with some of the risk committees uh, in some of the banks. Let them understand what are we doing? Why are we doing certain coins, not other coins? Um, what's our approach to AML and KYC? What's our approach to ongoing transaction monitoring, et cetera, et cetera. And getting people comfortable that they know what the right answer is. Because at the moment, I'm not sure they're asking the right question. So we need to help people understand what are the questions they need to be asking. And then we need to see whether our answers meet their requirements. At the moment, I think it's just going into a big pot of crypto or it's bad don't understand it and we need to help people so are we going to see julian on stage on steroids compared to you know when you were at starling yeah. you you were everywhere talking at different events are we going to see that happening in the new year for you yeah i think so and i think one of the things i'm really passionate about is i want to talk at the payments conferences at the retail banking conferences at the trade conferences 
less so in the blockchain Mm. crypto conferences because those people already get it. And part of, I think, what we we need to do, and I'm using we as the industry, is that we need to communicate to a wider audience about the opportunities here, about how the technology and about how the regulation and compliance works, and people will start getting interested. I go back to when we did start uh, Starling in 2015, everybody said, oh, you're crazy doing this, no one changes bank accounts, no one wants to have a, a bank account on a mobile phone, etc., etc." And look, And if you said that now you would be asked to leave the room, yeah? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And every bank in the UK is doing something to counter what Starling and Monzo and the others are all doing and really challenging the business model and the opportunities and, more importantly, the customer experience. And what we need to do is just start banging that, that drum. So you will see uh, on stage, but it will be very much more in the um, in the mainstream yeah. uh, space, um, which I think, you know, Craig creates an interesting story. That's great. Brilliant. So, Julian, Robert, do you have anything else to add? No, just thank you very much for coming Pleasure. on thank so new into your, your new role. Um, really glad for you. I think you. it's a, an exciting new role. Um, uh, Suresh knows my passion for this area, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'll be watching everywhere you go on this. Thank you. And, Thanks for inviting uh, me as well. Yeah, even on his browsing history, so there's, there's <laughs> lots going on there. <laughs> <laughs> crypto, crypto, crypto. Yes. So, Thank you, Julian. Thank it's you very much. Appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we should do a follow-up where we can actually talk about what's happening in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Mind your head on the propellers. Let's go. Yeah. Intech Unplugged is available for download on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast and TuneIn. So please subscribe today and remember to give us a five-star rating.